Welcome to the Bulldog Bite, your powerhouse for Georgia Bulldogs football. We're through with Missouri. Uh, got it out of our system. It's it's done. Done talking about it. Uh, let's move on. We got Auburn. CBS 3.30 game. Somehow, 3.30 game. I do not know how. This is the 3.30 game. Thank God. With LSU-Tennessee next week. Two undefeated SEC teams. A&M at Alabama. The Jimbo versus Nick Saban. And somehow, Georgia-Auburn. After Auburn gets throttled by Penn State... And Auburn loses to Missouri, and then Missouri almost beats Georgia. Georgia Auburn is the three thirty CBS game. Auburn beat Missouri. What did I say? They lost to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Auburn beats Missouri. Should have lost to Missouri. Auburn lost to LSU this past weekend. And, and Auburn lost to exactly. They're what two and three. They're three and two. No, they're two and three. Or they're three and two. You're right because they beat Missouri. I keep mm-hmm. thinking they lost that game. Uh, they no, they tried to lose it. They really did. Because kind the, of like us. But. The Mervis, Mervis the kicker, whatever's last, Mevis, mm-hmm. decides to miss a 15-yard field goal and then nail four 50-yarders against Georgia. Kind of alien crap is this. Doesn't sound like it's out of you yet. It's. I don't it, think it's out of me, it's so done. I can't I'm judge done. you. I'm but. done with it. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Moving on to Auburn. Auburn, one of the biggest rivalries in the SEC. Uh, this is a, one of my favorite weeks of the year. Deep South's oldest rivalry. Uh, I've been to this game multiple times in Athens. I've never been to this game at Auburn, and I probably shouldn't ever go. I don't know why I have some kind of feeling like I should have been to Auburn by now for the Georgia game. Um, But absolutely, this will be an electric atmosphere. I love that this game is in Athens this year, uh, Mm -hmm. especially after the way we looked last week. Uh, Makes me feel a lot better with them coming in. Uh, Auburn has had bad quarterback struggles all season long. Uh, TJ Finley's been t- absolutely he's hurt. terrible. I know he's been awful. Zach Calzada has been hurt. Hasn't got a chance to play. Um, in comes Robbie Ashford against or Robbie Ashby against Penn State. Came in at the end of the game through a pick six. I think he had <laughs> two or three interceptions. I, I think he had um, three. And then he comes in and starts the game last week against LSU. Throws for 332 yards. Yeah, Auburn never makes sense. They just, something about them, I feel like God looks down on them, hates them, and loves them at the same time. Uh, I think he loves them in random moments and then just torments. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they did they honestly, did lose last week, so they, he did torment them. They did, and they were up 17-0. to zero, Yeah. Um, and, and they were at home, and honestly, I feel like if they played that game in Death Valley, LSU beats the side out of them. Yeah. But either way, they come in, um, I mean... I was going to say that Auburn's run game is really the source of their offense with Tank Bigsby, but looking at Tank Bigsby's stats and watching the replays of the games from uh, the first couple of weeks, he's not done much. He can't get help from his offensive line. Their his offensive, offensive line's, line's terrible. Atrocious. The passing game has not opened up the run game whatsoever for him. Like um, there's, They're passing so bad, they can't even be one-dimensional with running. I mean, he's at 326 yards. For through five games this yeah, year, yeah, dude, he's not. I, I think he's a great running back. He's just getting so little help. No, it's, it, I, I hate it for him because he is a great back. Well, and it's not like they're playing. I mean, they're like Penn State's a good football team. Uh, Missouri, I, I guess, is a good football team now. I guess they just showed us they're a good Rank football them. team. Make us feel better. Rank them, <laughs> ESPN, um, please. And then, uh, and then they played LSU. Who, I mean, in my opinion, should probably be ranked at this point. 
Uh, well, no, they're, they're, they've lost a game. I give give them another win. It, they got to win, beat LSU or beat Tennessee before they get ranked. Yeah. Uh, be the right. I mean, good football team, but still, I mean, it's not. They're not playing Alabama. They're not playing Georgia yet or until now. Um, they're not playing Tennessee. Uh, they're not playing any top ten teams yet. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, you feel like they should at least be able to run the ball. I mean, Tank Bigsby's five star athlete. Stud, stud, stud running back. Even last year with the offensive line they had last year, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. He was phenomenal. I thought coming into this year, he would easily be the number one running back in the SEC. I don't think he is at all. Obviously, Jameer Gibbs number one running back in the SEC. It's not even close yeah. at this point. Didn't he go for like 150 Look, yards? I don't know. I'm not talking about the Alabama game. Get, I don't even want to hear <laughs> Alabama. I just want – this is Auburn week. Talking about the orange and blue. Um they it's are, Auburn Hate Week. It's Auburn Hate Week. It is Auburn Hate Week. Um, it'll be it'll be a good atmosphere. I really wanted to go to this game to be honest, but mm-hmm. I, I looked at tickets this week. Even with Auburn being three and two, it's still like a three hundred dollar ticket. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, what in the world's going when on? When the season was kind of first starting, I was looking at obviously Georgia and Oregon, which I went to. I was looking at Georgia Auburn, and I was looking at Georgia Tennessee, and none of those tickets were below two hundred dollars. Look, and so I just settled on the one right down the road at Mercedes Benz. Two twenty nine. About the rest. Two twenty nine on game time for the cheapest ticket to Auburn, Georgia. God. And maybe uh, I mean maybe Georgia almost losing to Missouri last week kind of made it to where people are like, well, maybe this could be a good game. Maybe I'll show up for the game. Um, but I mean, who knows? I mean, Georgia's still a twenty nine and a half point favorite in the game. Um, Georgia's still the number two team in the country. We dropped from one to two. Um, Alabama, after beating Arkansas, jumped us for number one. And uh, and I think Georgia, Georgia still has the best performance of the season in a single mm-hmm. game. Which and is kind of crazy to say. Yeah. And it was week one, but, I mean, Oregon, everybody was saying, yeah, Oregon just sucks. They're not that good. Oregon just sucks. They're not that good. Oregon's looked great since then. They looked awesome. Week two, they didn't look great. Uh, they didn't look great to start the game against Washington State. They came back and won that game. They haven't lost. I mean, besides the Washington State game, they've beaten the crap out of everybody. So, so I'm going to say this, and now that we know we have some kind of pull in this universe with after what you said <laughs> last week. Somebody's and, listening to us. Yes, yeah, someone who someone should not be listening, is listening to, us. to us. Yeah, Please don't listen to us. If you're that important person. But I think after the Missouri game and the way Georgia played, I feel like Georgia really needs to come into this game very serious because you're about to play a very big rival who's kind of been kicked and dragged down the past two weeks. I would be pretty surprised if Auburn does not come out firing out the gate trying to sock you in the face just like Missouri did, because Missouri showed they could do it, and it was possible. I think there was a lot of pregame shenanigans that kind of led to firing them up, that kind of caused a little bit of some problems. But nonetheless, I think you need to really hunker down and focus on this Auburn team and dismantle them in every way you possibly can. Because if you do not, you're gonna. I think there's a good chance we get socked right in the face again, and we get put in a little bit of a knockout drag drag out once again. I think Auburn really doesn't have any of the pieces to compete with us. I think they have a fantastic 
running back, but they don't have a good offensive line. They had a quarterback who can throw three picks, but also can somehow throw for 300 yards. Don't know how that happens, but it happens every so often. They're Auburn. Things like that can happen. They've had Bo Nix for however long. He's been doing kind of the same things. It's just kind of how Auburn rolls. But looking at it, you can't ignore the rivalry. You can't ignore... I mean, it is at Athens. That is, oh, thank the Lord. That is an amazing thing for us. That's going to be, the atmosphere is going to be insane. It's at 3.30. We don't have another noon game, finally. We get to sit there, have some midday tailgating, have some drunk friends show up, drunk fans show up, and just yell at Auburn. So I think it's got a good chance to be a really good game, but Georgia's got to come out swinging. I feel like that's something we haven't been doing the past two weeks. And Auburn, with that rivalry, that's a little bit of a different energy than Missouri had. I know they had a lot of energy in it, but we got to come out and just give it to Auburn. I mean, if you look at the stats um, from the first five games of the season, regardless of how Georgia played against Missouri last week, Georgia should win this game by at least 30 points. If I mean, honestly, it should win by more. It should be an absolute beatdown. I mean, looking at the looking at the matchup, Georgia's defense, passing defense is ranked 18th. Auburn's passing offense, 82nd. Like it's <laughs> that's that's just sad. I mean, Georgia's rushing defense ranked 12th right now. Um, and Auburn's rushing offense, even with Jaquez Hunter and Tank Bigsby, who I think is a pretty solid run tandem, mm-hmm. with the offensive line, they're ranked 66th. That's pretty yeah, sad. Bad. I mean, that's really for bad. with the 130 was 131 teams in FBS. Mm-hmm. It's and they're ranked not even in the top half of either of those. Yeah, so 66, I guess, is top half, but barely, barely. So I mean, and Georgia's top 20 for everything. Mm-hmm. So even with the, the you know the Kent State not playing great and Missouri almost losing Missouri, Georgia stat wise is still ranked in that top 20 zone. We should be beating the crap out of Auburn. Um, look at the other side of the ball. Georgia's offense, uh, passing offense, ranked eighth overall with Stetson Bennett at the home. Uh, Auburn's passing defense ranked 35th, so that's kind of their strong suit. Their DBs. Okay. I didn't even know that. Yep, they're they're better at keeping up with the receivers, uh, which kind of you know poses a little bit of a question for Georgia is uh, Georgia hasn't been able to run the ball yet. So mm-hmm. Georgia has not shown that they can hand the ball off to any three running backs, Kenny McIntosh, Kendall Milton, Dejan Edwards, uh, even Branson Robinson, and win a football game. Um, it's been, you know, you got to find ways to get other people the ball, find ways to throw it into round with Brock Bowers or into round with Kenny McIntosh. You can't just run the ball straight up the middle and win football games right now. Um, and, but Georgia's rushing offense ranked 47th. It's not great. And, uh, Auburn's rush defense ranked 64th. So it was about equal to each other. Yeah. Which not the, far apart. No, which not. Georgia, but even still like. If you watch these two teams, it has been very obvious that Georgia is the better football team for the entire season. I mean, roster-wise, Georgia outranks Auburn by, you know, I think Auburn is barely top 40 right now in roster, and overall roster, because of the way they've been recruiting with uh, Brian Harson. And uh, and Georgia's number two. I mean, Alabama's still number one. They got the number one composite team um, after Georgia lost seven first-rounders last year. So, I mean, it's... it's uh. It should not even be a contest, but like you said, you gotta. It's the it's a rivalry. It's one of the biggest rivalries in the SEC. I dare to say it's probably number four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, huge, huge rivalry. Um, Brian Harson's coming in this game with his 
you know, his pants are on fire. He's his, he's on the hot seat. There's a good chance that if if he loses to Georgia, he will not be the head coach at Auburn come the next week. Which is kind of sad that you're putting this guy against the number two yeah. team at in, in Athens. In Athens, in and Athens. that's what you're judging. Coming off, off coming this off guy. one of the worst games Georgia has played in two years. Yeah, in three years, really. Um, so it's I mean, but it's a tough situation. But that's the thing is a lot of times teams like Auburn play better when they have a coach like Brian Harson who's on the hot seat. Yeah. And he's right there to get fired. He knows he's got to show up and win the football game. Um, and then you got a guy like you have Robbie Ash- Ashby coming out last week, throwing for 332 yards. They got Jaquarius Johnson um, and then a couple other receivers that had really good games. He went uh, Johnson went for over 100 yards last game. And uh, and Georgia shown on defense if you can attack, um, if you can attack with your receivers and throw the ball pretty well. You can make some. You can make some moves. You can make mm-hmm. some explosive plays. Missouri did it a couple times. Um, they only threw for 191 yards. Most of their uh, most of their success on offense came in the run game. But with those explosive plays getting you down the field, you can get the field goals. You can get some stops on offense. Get Georgia's crowd thinking. Shoot, we might lose this game. Mm-hmm. It it could turn around. But I think the game being in Athens um, stats. You know, I just read off. Uh, the fact that Georgia is so dang talented, and I take Kirby Smart over any type of Brian Harson that gets thrown yeah. out there. Um, I, I feel good about the game still. I'm not worried. I do feel good about it. Obviously, I'm a little nervous because of the last two weeks. I feel like that's how a lot of people are. But I'm not nervous enough that I'm scared of the game. It's just I'm more nervous of, okay, what? What type of Georgia are we going to get? Are we going to get a little bit that's a little closer than it should be? Or are we going to get the slaughter fest? I hate to say it. I could see us getting a South Carolina-like game where we decided, you know what? We got to get our crap together. Better now than later. If we don't start getting our crap together sooner and we wait till later, you're going to have a lot less time to fix some things. I think get to more of the roots that you were in in the beginning of the season, you know, getting it to Brock Bowers, getting it on the edge when things are starting to clog up, get it to Darnell Washington, let him make you respect him in the passing game. Cause when teams have to watch him and respect him, it's crazy how much it opens things up because you got to respect Brock and Darnell. You have almost have to put two people on Darnell just because of how big he is. Not because he's some super elusive player, but he's just so damn big that if you want him to go down without getting 20 yards first, you have to have two guys on top of him. So when you get people respecting him, and then you got Brock, they're having to put a guy on Brock, that gives your wide receivers so much room to just be your wide receivers, be elusive, make moves, make some people miss. And that's when that offense gets rolling i mean look at the missouri game when we got it to darnell and we got it to brock yeah most of the catches between the wide receivers were contested catches but that's when our wide receivers started at least getting enough separation to make contested catches they started being able to make the plays they needed to make because they were having to respect what those two can do now i think this is a super exciting week for georgia you have this huge rivalry it's at home. You got some pretty big recruits coming in, too. You got Damon Wilson, four-star, five-star, really depends on what you look at. He's more a five-star in most things. 
coming to watch this game. A little important tidbit about this kid. He really is between Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. Pretty sure Miami's in there too, but the big three talkers are Ohio State, Alabama, and Georgia. One little thing that I think is helping Georgia a lot behind the scenes is Keon Keeley. He's looking truly, he was the Notre Dame commit. He was like the number one edge rusher. He's between Ohio State, Alabama. That's a 50-50 right now. I think that's going to help Georgia a lot because I know those teams are putting a lot of effort into Keon Keeley that that gives us some space to put a lot more time into Damon Wilson. Helps us pull him. And you got Samuel and Peppa. If Georgia can pull Samuel and Peppa and Damon Wilson in this class, our edge rushers with Marvin Jones Jr. last year and Mikel Williams, who I know is more defensive and defensive line, but he's got that pass rusher mold. Georgia's going to be okay in the pass rushing front for a while. And I know that's a lot of things where a lot of people talk about we're kind of struggling. You also got 2024 five-star Jaden Davis from North Carolina coming in. That's a big one too. I'm the quarter. I'm not going to lie. The quarterback room for Georgia in 2024 is kind of all over the place. You've got Puglissi. You've got Jaden Davis. You got Julian Sayan, who Julian Sayan's kind of trending to LSU now, but he was trending to us for a good bit. So that's a pretty big visit for us. I mean, he's a great quarterback. He's a five-star quarterback. He's a very mobile quarterback. Someone I think Todd Munkin really wants to scheme for. So this is not just a huge football game, but this is also a huge recruiting weekend for us. And I I think we got to come in and we got to show what Georgia is to impress those guys, but also just to build up some more confidence for the team. Yeah, I totally agree. It'll be good to see some recruits in Athens. Um so far this season, Georgia has only gotten to play Sanford and Kent State in home games. And they've been at 12. Yeah, and they've both been noon games. Super, really boring games. I know Kent State, you know, was a little too close for comfort. But, I mean, I was at the game, and I left at halftime. Because I even if even knowing it was close, I knew Georgia was not going to lose that game. It's Kent State. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the last, you know, two, two or three episodes ago, we could roll the third stringers out and beat Kent State. Mm-hmm. And I said it about Missouri, too, and obviously that is not the case. <laughs> but uh, And it's definitely not the case with Auburn. I mean, I'll say right now, I mean, uh, going into our keys to victory, I would absolutely – it's not roll the helmets out. It's show up and play some dang football. And uh, I think the number one key to victory this year, this week is don't make dumb mistakes. I mean, literally the last two weeks – in the first half, we turned the ball over five times mm-hmm. against Kent State. We had Lad McConkey, the muff punt. We had the interception from Stetson, which was a miserable pass, terrible, mm-hmm. terrible pass. Um, and then Lad uh, McConkey fumble. And then Lad McConkey had the bad fumble, and he had a couple drop passes as well in that mm-hmm. game. He had a really bad game. Yeah, and then he had a you know he had the same thing against Missouri. He played a little bit better, had a couple catches. You could tell after that first drop pass against Missouri, he was like. I gotta, I gotta figure something out because the rest of the time when he caught the ball, it was like, uh, like he was like catching a punt, like he pulled mm-hmm. it in with both hands. He didn't turn and run no, like how he normally not, does. You know, you gotta work on that. Yeah, we we gotta get him back and comfortable. But Ken, uh, Kendall Milton had the really bad fumble on mm-hmm. like on the long run. Uh, Stetson Bennett had the miss exchange with Dejan Edwards. Uh, it's just you just gotta stop making mistakes. I mean, we've had issues with on defense. Like guys will have interceptions and run into a corner. We'll have people just miss assignments. If people can just do their job, everybody just does their job this week, do what the coaches tell you to do, and show up and play a good football game, 
and don't make mistakes. I think we beat Auburn by at least thirty to forty points. Hey, we hope. I don't even think it's close. Um, I'd say too. This is the week we need to start running the ball, and I mean running the ball. Give give Kendall Milton more than ten carries. Give Dejan Edwards. I don't care who your number one back is. We got to get somebody rolling, and uh, I think Auburn's a good team to do it too. Uh, last week. We had some struggles with Missouri's defensive line. I don't think uh, Broderick Jones, Tate Ratledge, Cedric Van Pran, I don't think those guys are going to have that much of an issue with Auburn's defensive line. I mean, you got Colby Wooden, you got Jason Jones, you got Marcus Harris. I mean, three of those guys are transfers. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I've watched the first couple of games for Auburn. They don't look very good to me at all. I mean, they're decent players. I mean, they're SEC football players, but... Even with the way Georgia's offensive line looked against Missouri, and I'd say even, like more than anything because of the way they looked against Missouri, I think we're going to bully Auburn up front. Um, and I think this is the week you see Georgia lean on the run game. I don't think Stetson throws for 300 yards the way he has been all season. I think he's only thrown the ball 25 times this game, maybe 30 at the most. And uh, I think you see us finally give the ball to our running backs more than 20 times this game. Um, I think we're going to have at least one guy go over 15 carries um, I bet it's probably Kenny McIntosh. Probably have 18 carries. Kendall Mellon's going to get the ball. Uh, Dejan Edwards is going to get the ball. Hopefully, Br- uh, we're at a point where Branson Robinson can get the ball a little bit more, too. So, um, I'm going to say at least 35 carries, 40 carries for the rushing team. And uh, tone it back on the passing game. And I, I think we'll win the game pretty easily. Ironically, my key to victory is our passing offense. I think you got to get your wide receivers fluent and confident in this game. Like you were talking about how good their passing defense is. Like that's kind of their bread and their butter on defense. I just, I still don't have enough faith in our running game, which I don't think our running game has been as bad as people say, but I still don't have the utmost faith in them to carry a game yet. I think you got to get those wide receivers fluent, comfortable, getting more confident in breaking away, start working on maybe some more deep passes Stuff like that. Start challenging the deepness down the field. Start getting your guys confident in catching balls in stride on a deep pass. Get your guys to a point where they're not freaking out. Look at Lab McConkey. He's kind of had a rough two games. Help build his confidence back in this game. It's a good rivalry. This is a good game to build people's confidence because this game is going to be taken serious no matter what. Get Kyrus Jackson in the game some more. Get Dominic Blaylock, who's finally healthy. Start getting him back in. Look how crucial he was in the last game with two huge third-down catches for us that were contested. He's got some strong hands. Get him back up to speed. Adoni Mitchell should be coming back. Let's get him back comfortable. I think we got to get this offense rolling back into the pass game. Get Darnell the ball some more. Get Brock, like you always say, get Brock the ball. Get Brock the ball. I think the key to victory truly is getting the ball to Brock and Darnell early a couple times a piece. And then once they start pulling in really heavy to respect that, thinking that's our game plan, start hitting some deep balls on your wide receivers. I think Arian, Arian Smith played some snaps last game. Get him in. Start getting people to respect the deep ball with Arian Smith and popping the top off a of defense. I think this is a very important game for not only just this game, but for the remainder of the season to get our wide receivers comfortable, confident, and getting that passing game multi-level 
you get the deep ball, you get the medium passes, and you get the shallow. And I think once you start incorporating all three of that effectively, you're not going to be seeing these 24-point score games anymore. You're going to start seeing them hit 40 every time. I think in it can begin here. And uh, since we don't have Garrett again for this episode, uh, I'm going to throw in a, a third key to victory. And uh, to me, it's play more aggressive on defense. I mean, the last two weeks, we've been bullied around by teams that do not need to be bullying around a Georgia Kirby Smart defense. Um, the first couple games, first three games, we had two turnovers against Oregon. We had one turnover against Sanford, which we, and we shut them out. And we had three turnovers against South Carolina. Talk about domination. I mean, that 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 defense, that's a team that lost three first or seven first round starters um, and multiple other players. I mean, it's a lot of inexperienced guys. And we looked absolutely dominant the first three weeks. The last two weeks, we've had one turnover against Kent State. And it was a fumble that I think we turned into a field goal. Mm -hmm. It's last week. Nothing, nothing, not even. I mean, the only the closest we got was a Chris Smith thrown straight to interception and he ran into Kamari Lassiter. I mean, the ball. we, the past two weeks, we are getting utterly dominated in the turnover battle. Yep. I mean, the last two games, did we actually had one against Kent State? I don't remember us having one. We had a fumble. But, but if you look at that, we're five and one in the, we're one and five in the turnover battle. In the last That's why two these weeks. games are so close. That's why we're getting really kind of bullied. And, I hate to say it, it's kind of because of the offense. The offense is putting the defense in bad positions, which I think is causing a lot more stress on the defense and it's causing more points to be put on the board because they're a very we bend, we don't break defense. But they're not having much time to create the turnovers. I mean, look at all the turnovers we had in South Carolina and three Oregon. Two. But look at those. They were long drives that started on the 25. And they had to sustain their drives. And that's when we created the turnovers. It was too hard for offenses to be perfect beginning to end. Our defense hasn't been getting a lot of that in the past two games because of turnovers. And then our offense is struggling a little bit because of the turnovers, which is leaving less room for the defense to have that space to create the turnovers. Well, and I'll say this too. Our defense is a lot less scary without Jalen Carter coming up the middle. That is, And he didn't true. play against Kent State. Um, he got hurt in the first quarter against Missouri. With um, a cheap block. Yeah, and I'll say too, I mean, Warren Brinson came in and he's, he played pretty well. He had mm -hmm. a couple really good uh, tackles for losses. Um, I think he even had a sack against Missouri. He's played well. I think the biggest thing we have to do to beat um, to beat Auburn from defense to offense is rattle uh, Robbie Ashby. Dude's a freshman. Um, like we said earlier, against Penn State, he had three interceptions and a pick six. So it's not like he's unrattleable. And, yes, he played well against LSU. Um, if you look back, B.J. Ojolari had a play against him where he rattled the crap out of him, and he fumbled the ball, and they returned it for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the three touchdowns they had from the comeback victory. They were down by 17. So if we rattle him, get Nolan Smith going after him, get Robert Beal more playing time and let him get after the quarterback, get Michael Williams more opportunities where he can just go after the quarterback. And it would be, I think we're going to have a lot more success. I think we're going to make him turn the ball over more than we have against Brady Cook, against quarterback from Kent State. Um, the more aggressive we are, send those middle linebackers in like we used to do with the Kobe Dean. We haven't done that at all this year. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it in the last two weeks at all. Dumas Johnson's played great. 
Munden's play great, but both of those guys they're playing they're playing good against a run game. We're, I'm not seeing the pass rush from either one of them. So mm-hmm. we got to get aggressive again. We got to get creative on defense, um, and we need to put our offense in good position because that's what Georgia needs. That's what Stetson Bennett needs is good position on offense. We're going to score more points, and if you dominate early, you dominate the whole game. So I think we could see a lot more of Marvin Jones Jr. this game. You know, our pass rush hasn't been very deadly. And Nolan's looked fine. Nolan Smith looks good. But I I think one thing we've done that I've noticed is Robert Beal has been subbed out for us playing a uh, star position player Mm -hmm. or playing in a fourth corner or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a lot more of let's play it safe. Let's put an extra DB back and we can bring him up to tackle if we need to and not have somebody rush the passer. But in reality... The way that Keely Ringo has been playing and the way that Kamari Lasser has been playing to me, we need guys rushing the passers so they don't have time to throw the ball. Because mm-hmm. I love Keely Ringo. I still think he can be a first-round talent. But so far, him and Kamari Lasser both are not guys that are going to be shut down corners. They're mm-hmm. just not. If you, if you give a quarterback, doesn't matter who it is, Brady Cook, Kent State's quarterback, freaking Sanford's quarterback, if you give them enough time, they're going to find an open receiver. That's just how it is. If, if we got to rush the passer, we got to put pressure on them. We have to make the quarterback make plays. Um, and the way that Auburn's played this year, they're going to throw the ball a lot. They have to. Dick Bigsby can't run the ball anymore, and their offense or their offensive line isn't good enough. So, uh, but let's go ahead and do some score pr- predictions for the game. Uh, I think everything considered, Georgia wins the football game. Um, I don't think we're going to score more than 31 points, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to say 31 to 17, Georgia. A two-touchdown game. I'm going to up your ante on offense. I think we get our wide receivers pretty comfortable. I think we get back into fluid, and I say 42-17. I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. 